Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome back to a brand new Ralph Report. Yes, we're back. The Ralph Report has returned after a one-day vacation. I am your old podcast pal, Ralph Garman. Sitting here in the Batcave with me is the legend, the vice host, Mr. Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody. Thanks for coming back and joining us on a Friday. You know how much I love my Friday shows. We get to kick off the weekend with you, my beloved Garmy. Uh, thanks for giving me the day off yesterday. It was uh, it was a wonderful, wonderful ceremony we had down there at the Miramar National Cemetery, it's called. And uh, I didn't realize this, but it's brand new. They've only been there for, well, brand new in military terms, yeah. I think about seven years, eight years, oh, really? maybe. The, the base? Uh, no, the base no, has the been base around has been forever. There. The but the cemetery, having yes. a cemetery on the base is a new thing, relatively. Yeah. And they were saying when we were down there that it is the only national cemetery that is located on a military base. Oh, All the rest are just separate right. properties themselves. Right, right, right. So uh, we were down there yesterday uh, paying tribute to my dad. And I got to tell you, it, thanks again for giving me the day off, kids, because it was a special, special thing. We were down there and I didn't really know what to expect. My sister sort of set it up because she lives down there yeah. in that area. And they really do it up nice. They had a, a horse-drawn carriage. Oh, really? For my dad's urn. And uh, we set up some photos of him and some mementos. And then you follow down the, the road into the cemetery. And then they have what they call a shelter, which is an area there near the graves where they have an altar set up. And they do the honor guard comes out. The Navy was yep. there. And they came out and they um, they stand at attention and they guard the urn during the, the proceedings. Yes. And they asked me to step up and say a few words. So I spoke to uh, the crowd. And uh, we were surprised. I mean, some of my dad's neighbors from their the complex showed up oh, really? and a lot of my, my sister's friends were down there. That's nice. So we had a real big crowd and I said some things and uh, I got through the best I could. And then they do this uh, remarkable, really impressive um, military procedure where they, they pop the flag, you know, they bring it yeah. out and they show it and then they fold it up right, into the, right, into right. the triangle. And they had two there. They presented one to my sister and one to myself and then they blow taps, and it's just such a moving I bet. Oh my God. thing. Yeah. Um, not only because it's your loved one, but you're surrounded by, I mean, they'd said in the past eight years or something since they had been open, they have interred like 17,000 military personnel. Oh, man. And uh, it was really a special, special event. And it was the first time since my dad passed. He passed on New Year's Day that we had a chance to have sort of a, an official little, grieving little ceremony. closure thing. sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it felt really good. And it was a, it was a great, great thing to, to do for uh, everybody involved. So that was uh, why we were gone yesterday. And again, I want to thank everyone who gave us uh, 
the day off so I could run off and do that. And uh, it was very special. So, and then also thanks for all the well wishes. I mean, yesterday we posted a encore presentation of a show from yes. January 30th, but a year ago. <laughs> yes. And uh, in that comment section, so much love and people tweeting yesterday and um, messages and emails, so much support as always from you guys. So I, I really appreciate it. So it was nice. Um, what else we got going on? Oh, yeah. Uh, looks like we have locked in our uh, live Ralph report for happening on the 21st of February. That's next month. It's a Friday night at 8 p.m. Brand new location. Um, we weren't able to book the improv, which is where we usually do our show. So we are moving to a new venue, at least for this show. We'll yes. see how it goes. But it's called Flappers Comedy Club. Yeah, right there in Burbank. And it's in Burbank, California. And I think it's kind of cool. We're moving it from the city out here to the San Fernando Valley. So maybe some folks who didn't feel like going right, over right, the hill right. to see the show might might uh, come on down and check us out. It's a there, little Flappers. easier to get to, I think. There's more parking there. It's more parking yeah. stuff, yeah, which is cool. So, You've played there, Yeah, right? it's, a, it's a beautiful showroom. It's yeah. just as, it's bigger than the improv showroom. Yeah, it's going to be fun. we got a lot of good space, and Steve Ashton will be on hand. Eddie will be there, of course. Myself, Carrie, we will all be on hand. That's the 21st. Tickets, I don't believe, have gone on sale yet, or if they have, they've just gone on sale. But as soon as tickets are available on their website, I will send out that link. Anybody in Southern California, if you want to come out to a live Ralph report, we'd love to have you come on the 21st. Of February Friday at 8 p.m. It's going to be a blast. We're going to feed Eddie mystery foods. You don't want to miss that. Are we doing anything with our balls? Uh, no. Oh, no. We'll talk about balls in a minute. It's a big, a big controversy oh, about balls. We'll have to get into that. But before we get into our balls, <laughs> let's stick to live shows, as particularly when it applies to the vice host himself. You have a show tonight. I do. I do. At the uh, VFW Hall in Burbank. Uh, you can go to ComedyALC.com for tickets. Uh, ha Ha is the code for half price. Starts oh, at 8 o'clock. Use, use that it, half price use code. Ha ha. ha Ha. All caps, I think. Sure. When you say it, make sure you use all caps. Ha Ha. It's big laughs. It's, a, it's, two, not, it's not a titter. It's two big laughs. It's two big Ha and Ha. So use that code and get your uh, half-price yeah. tickets and go see Eddie Pence. Support the live yeah. comedy of the man who gives you so much every day. Yeah, I try. I try. He delivers. Seven, or doors open at 7, shows at 8 p.m. I think there's a few Garmin people coming up from Orange County for the show. Yeah, so. They're driving from Orange they County? They really are. Ah, they're the best. Aaron, I think, is coming. Oh, good old Aaron. Nico's flying in from D.C. Well, he's your guy. I know he's my guy. He's the guy who runs the Eddie Pence <laughs> fan club so, over there on Twitter. Yeah, he does a lot of... Uh, Un, un uh, accredited work for me. I appreciate yeah, it. He's a good man. Yeah. Um, isn't uh, Cooperman producing a comedy show that you? Yeah, I got to bring that up to? too. I was kind of want this one to go before I start producing. Oh well, uh, you can wait. But one. I just, I just um, comedy show made me click uh, into uh, Garmy members, which made me think of Cooperman, which made me think of it. He told me he's doing a we're show. We're doing one uh, on February fifteenth, the after Valentine's Day, at Santa Anita Race Park. Uh, Jamie Kaler is going to be on the show. Love buddy, Jamie. Friend of the show, Jamie Kaler, yeah, myself, Cooperman. Been a guest vice host himself. So I'll post the link for that on my social medias uh, soon. We'll so. talk about that more as well. All right. So there's plenty of places you can see Eddie Pence live. Yeah. Primarily the live Ralph Report show. Usually. Though, I mean, they, yeah. If you're going to prioritize cool. one. Yes, please. You know, do the right thing there. All right. Uh, I, we got to get going. We have to because today's show is just so full of stuff. Because on the counter, you want to know why? Because it's not just the regular show. We've got Jay Busby from Yahoo Sports talking about the Super Bowl. The big one. This weekend is the big game, as people call it, because if they 
say Super Bowl, they'll be sued yes, by the NFL. Which is stupid. I'm not worried about that. I don't think I'm on the NFL's radar. <laughs> but if they want to slap a, slap a lawsuit on me, I could use the publicity. That's right. So bring it on. Jay will be stopping by rather to talk about, of course, the Kansas City Chiefs against the uh, San Francisco 49ers this Sunday. And uh, we'll be talking more football in just a minute as well. Also, Steve Ashton's going to be stopping by with the UK update. Steve, it's a very funny one. You're going to like this one today. I guarantee. Not guarantee. And we've got your entertainment news. We've got all the new movies and theaters this oh, weekend to talk about. big show. So much so show. So big. So let's get right to it. Before we get to your phone calls on the Garmy on the line, however, I did mention we were going to be talking about football. It is the Super Bowl this weekend. So I thought, what could be more appropriate? Since you guys were kind enough to give me the day off yesterday, let me repay you by giving you the opportunity to win some fabulous cash and prizes. Oh, yeah. Cash not included. <laughs> by doing the Garmy Game Show, a football-oriented Garmy Game Show today. How about that? It is the Super Bowl this weekend. Eddie Pence, who do you like? I think I'm taking the Chiefs. Chiefs. I think. Look at you. I don't. With a very definitive maybe. It's a maybe. That, that running game in the defense of the Niners is tough, Chiefs. Man. Chiefs. You're going Chiefs? Oh, Chiefs all Easy day. Easy Chiefs? Chiefs all day. All right. I don't. I, I'm taking Chiefs, but I'm not confident about it. This is it. Patrick Mahomes coming out party. All right. He's going to pick apart the pass defense of the Niners. Yes, they've got a good running game, but. It takes you a long time to run down the field. It only know, takes you 13 seconds to throw down the field. But defense and running game, that's what wins championships. Traditionally, yes, but we're talking about a special breed of cat. True. That's why I'm leaning Chiefs. He is a only superstar. Only because of Mahomes. He's a superstar. I'm picking Chiefs. Uh, we'll talk about Jay Busby's pick later on. But, uh, yeah, we're talking football. Not only are the Chiefs and the 49ers going to be busy on Sunday, but Eddie Pence, you know who else is going to be busy on Sunday? Who? Sourdough Sam. Who? Sourdough Sam. Who is Sourdough Sam? And Casey Wolf. Sourdough Sam and Casey Wolf are going to be working their asses off, I'm sure. What is that? Come on, Eddie. Sourdough Sam? Sourdough Sam. I don't know Sourdough you Sam. You know him. Who? Sourdough Sam is the mascot of the San Francisco 49ers. He's that guy with the big jaw wearing the cowboy hat. Looks like a prospect. I thought he was a 49er. I know he's called Sourdough Well, his name is Sourdough Sam. I didn't know it was Sourdough Sam. He's a, he is a uh, anthropomorphic sort of mascot character. Yeah. He's got the big I head know what he looks everything. like. Yeah, I know. just didn't know his name was Sourdough Sam. He is their mascot, and his name is Sourdough Sam. Mm. And then you got KC Wolf on the other sideline. Yeah. And KC is a big anthropomorphic wolf. Yeah. Who has a big wolf costume and his name is KC. Yeah. And you know why? Because Kansas, Kansas City. City. Exactly. It all makes sense. That does. The In fact, these days, most NFL teams have a hilarious costumed mascot on the sidelines. Okay. For example, my beloved Philadelphia Eagles. They have Swoop the Eagle. Oh, yeah, Swoop the Eagle. You ever seen Swoop in yeah. the end zone? See, there? I, okay. When they're uh, kicking field, yeah. what's the matter with you? Because I know the mascots. I don't know their names. Well, that's, that's where this that's is gonna going. That's going to be problematic, man. The uh, Eddie Pence rule might be in effect on this. <laughs> uh, I'll have you know, there are only four teams in the entire league that don't have costumed mascots. Really? Yes. Those teams are the New York Jets. They don't have anything. Okay. Well, why would you have a mascot when there's nobody in the well, audience to, barely a team to and... make them cheer, right? <laughs> uh, the Green Bay Packers, interestingly enough, don't have a okay. mascot. You'd think they'd have... Cheesy Joe or something. Cheesy you know? Joe. Yeah. That's it. New York Giants don't have a mascot. Huh. And the Washington oh, I know Redskins. The Red, I know the Redskins don't. Don't have a mascot. Yeah. 
for fear of being horribly racist. I can only you assume. Can't really. What could you do? You can't well, really. The Chiefs, they got a, a, wolf, a wolf. And a I wolf know. has nothing to do with Kansas That's exactly whatsoever. why he's so a wolf. They're playing it safe with Casey Wolf. But uh, Eddie Pence, you've read my mind. You have yeah. anticipated today's game show. What we're going to do Oof, is. This going to be a bashing. I am going to name the mascot, the hilarious costume mascot on the sideline. Okay. And you using the powers of deduction. And they, there are many hints buried in the name. Okay. See, I thought I just had to know the name of the mascot. No, no. I'm, a, not gonna, I'm not going to name the team okay. and you name the mascot. I got a puncher's I'm gonna, chance I'm going to name the mascot. I got a chance. And you got to come up with the team that that mascot okay. represents. Okay. Okay. Should I say who we're playing for? Can you wait until oh. we start the game? I didn't know. We got a, an intro. So we introduce the person, and then you do the intro. Haven't you ever had an intro before? Oh, I guess. Okay. It's time for the Garmin Game Show. Jeez, incredible. Day off ruined me. It's time for America's fastest growing quiz sensation, the Garmin Game Show. With the host that loves you most, Ralph Garmin. And the contestant that can win you fabulous prizes, Eddie Pence. Thank you, John Cooperman. Welcome, everyone, to the Garmy Game Show. We have a great game lined up for you today. It is NFL mascots. And the best news is Eddie Pence will be representing one of you out there in the audience. If Eddie Pence gets five or more of the 10 questions that I ask correct, then you will win some fabulous cash and prizes. Cash not included. Uh, also, keep in mind, there is the Eddie Pence rule. If he gets completely blanked and comes up with zero correct answers, then that means you also will win. Ralph, tell him what our lucky winner could walk out of here with today. Why, thank you, Ralph. Today, our lucky winner could win a Garmy grab bag full of Garmy merchandise, including the Ralph Report shot glass, the Ralph Report air freshener, and the Ralph Report notepad. Back to you, Ralph. Why, thank you, Ralph. What a great box of prizes. It's super good. That would be. Eddie Pence, as you know, yeah. always plays for a member of the Garmy. What you do is you send him an email, uh, uh, eddie at the ralphreport.com, and say you want to win stuff. You send him your name and your address, and then uh, he, if he pulls throw your in name, the hopper. If he pulls your yeah. name out of the hopper, he could play for you. Eddie, who are you playing for today? Uh, we, I, I am playing for, uh, where is it? Oh, there it is. James Zeff. James Zeff. Z-E-P-F. Zeff. Zeff. James Zeff. Zeff. All right. G James, is it? James. James Zeff. Zeff. And where does uh, James hail from? New York, New York. New York, New York. The city's so nice. They had to name it twice. That's right. All right, James. Keep in mind, Eddie Pence is playing for you. You could win those fabulous cash and prizes, cash not included, if you are lucky enough to have catch Eddie on a good day. Yeah. All right. So here's what here's what we're gonna do. All right. I've explained it to death. I think you have. I will name the costumed mascot on the sidelines for this professional football team, okay. and you just have to name the team. Now, keep in mind, as I mentioned, there are clues in the name. Of almost all of these mascots. Okay. okay. Some of them are pretty self-evident, I think. Right. Some of them might need like Swoop a, the Eagle. Some might need a little brain power. Right. But I, I, I have, uh, I have the utmost faith in you. Uh, keep in mind when Eddie Pence is correct, you will hear this sound. Touchdown! And if Eddie Pence <laughs> has the wrong answer, you will hear this. It's a fumble! Yeah. All right. So here we go. It's either touchdown or it's a fumble. As we look at NFL mascots. All right. Here's the Here first one. All right. The first mascot is Poe. Poe is the name of this mascot. Baltimore Ravens. Touchdown! There you go. There we Poe, go. of course. There we go. 
because uh, they're the Ravens. Right, Edgar Allan Poe. And Edgar Allan Poe was from Baltimore. And they're the Ravens. And their ask, their uh, mascot is their ascot. Their ascot. Their mascot is a giant uh, raven. Raven. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. See how easy this is. I got that. Was not. That wasn't bad. I got that. All right. Here we go. Number two is Chomps. Chomps the dog. Chomps the Chomps the dog. Cleveland Browns. Touchdown! There we go. Look at this. All right. right. You just need three more and you're a winner. I know. I could throw some if I wanted to. Amazing. Here we go. (laughs) A third one is Miles. His name is Miles. Denver Broncos. Touchdown! Eddie Pence. There we go. Pulling miles out of his ass. (laughs) Mile High City. Exactly. That's why he's Miles, and he is a white Bronco. He's a guy in a costume. They have a Bronco, too. They do. But they also have a wacky guy on the They dress the white Bronco up in a white Bronco up. Named Miles. Wow. I I may not even need my (laughs) questions. You're three for three so far. All right. Here we go. All right. Toro. Toro. Toro is his name. Toro the mascot. Okay. Toro. This is... Hmm, Toro. I'm blanking on what that could be. Hmm, Toro. There's no... Oh, no, I can't... Uh, I, don't, I don't know that one. Can we take a guess? The Colts. It's a fumble! Oh, I'm sorry, the Toro. Houston Texans. The, uh, oh, that's the, right. The emblem the, on the yeah, side I of got the Texan the helmet is a bull. And so See, Toro the bull is their mascot. I hate Texas, and that's the problem. <laughs> that's the problem. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna. Some of these are too easy. I'm gonna have to Toro. T- have to ah, tighten this game up a little bit because you're right. you're, you're been. doing too well too quickly. All right, here we go. Big red, big red, big red, big red, big red, big red. That's a tough one. It is a tough one. Hmm. There's some tough ones sprinkled in here. I didn't know you were gonna do so well so well, quickly. <laughs> so you, now you're trying to. Now I gotta I gotta pull out the tougher ones to make it interesting. Big red, Cincinnati. The Bengals. It's a fumble! I'm sorry, the Arizona Cardinals. Oh. They have a big red yeah. cardinal on the sideline. I was, I was thinking Andy Dalton and his hair. <laughs> Makes sense. All right, uh, how about Rory? Lions. Touchdown! There you go, Rory the Lions. See, because he roars because yeah, like a lion. Lions. Detroit. Yeah. What do you got now? What do you got? I got four. Just four need one more. more. Just need one more. Just need one more. Jeez, these four. are all so easy. I, I thought go. you were going to have a harder time. Well, it, Toro was difficult. Ah, boy. Jeez, these are all easy. <laughs> these are all too easy. Ooh, okay. How about all this right. one? Captain Fear. Captain Fear? Captain Fear. Ooh. Captain Fear is the mascot for this professional football team. Captain Fear. Mm-hmm. The Titans. No, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, Captain. Captain Fear. He's, Captain. he's like a scary pirate. That's stupid. <laughs> it's not stupid. That's stupid. That one's you dumb. just didn't get it. Captain Fear. Yes. It's like a four-year-old made up a superhero. <laughs> Everyone's afraid of the it's Captain Fear. The powerful Buccaneers. Uh, it's he instills fear in their enemies. Hey, Florida, that's a problem. All right, what do you got now? I just need one more, and I got three to go. I got to get one out of three. Jeez, these are all slam dunks. Captain Fear is stupid. Yeah, but these are all easy. All right, I'm going to go with this one. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a dog, another dog on the sidelines. Okay. And his name is Gumbo. Gumbo. Saints? Touchdown! It is the Saints. That gives you five, doesn't it? That's five. I won. Congratulations, James. You caught Eddie on a good day. He crushed <laughs> this one. He Almost. crushed this one. I'm going to burn through the other ones just to see how you would have done okay. it, okay? This one is a slam dunk. Boltman. 
Chargers. Chargers, of course. Uh, we said Rory. We got that. This one, Rampage. Rampage. Hmm. Oh, I should have used this. Should have used Rampage. Rampage. No, I don't no? know. No. What is Rampage? Well, if I tell you, what well, it is, I know. It'll be easy. All right, uh, uh, Rampage. I don't know. It's a fumble. I know it's a fumble. The Los Angeles Rams. Oh, that's dumb. Rampage. That's is, stupid. Rampage. Now is, I hate the Rams more. He's a ram. He's a big. That's stupid. He's a big costumed ram. Ram. And his Rampage. name is Rampage. I hate that's that. his name. No. Uh, Gumbo, you got Captain yeah, Fear, you got... Uh, let's see if you missed any others. Um, um, Stupid. Um, no, you got them I'm all. glad the Redskins don't have one. It's all dumb. Right. No, it's awesome. It's dumb. Swoop is my spirit Swoop. animal. I love Swoop. Swoop, there he is. God. We often say. You do. Yeah, sure. They, Who says that? I say that. With your guys. Swoop, there he is. Every time you we're score there a touchdown. We're there in Lincoln. Swoop, <laughs> Swoop comes out. It's awesome. <laughs> well, congratulations, James. Inexplicably... Eddie Pence just on fire today. Crush that. That means we will be sending you a box full of Ralph Report goodies any day now. Check your uh, check your mailbox for that. And thanks so much, so much for playing today, The Garmy Game Show. See you next time on The Garmy Game Show. The Garmy Game Show is a Mark Goodson, Bill Totman production. I put you in the football mood, talking about all those oh, mascots. I'm sad it's the last weekend of football. Me too. It breaks my heart every year. All right, let's get to you guys, the beloved Garmy. We love it when you reach out to us, whether it's via email or on social media, or when you leave a message on the Ralph Report hotline. That's our favorite, because then we can play your very voice right here on the show. All you got to do is dial up the Ralph Report hotline phone number. You know it by now, one 833 Hi, Ralph. That's the old. That's the old Ralph. Oh, sorry about that. That's what I've been missing. Flem came up there. <laughs> uh, we love it when you do that. If you're an international listener, by the way, I was. You're really <clears> dying. Me, I'm choking. <laughs> I try to remind folks you can go on to uh, Skype and use their keypad and dial that phone number, and that'll get you through as well. I listen to each and every voicemail, and I pick a handful of them. We put them here at the top of the show in a segment called Garmy on the line. The telephone is ringing. The garbage's on the line. Ralph's gonna play your calls now and see what's on your mind. Blah, 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 blah. Yester, as I mentioned, was an encore performance of a previous, previously recorded Ralph report yeah. uh, from last year. So many people listened. So many people enjoyed it. So many people complained about one particular fact. Really? Hey, Ralph, this is Charles, four-star general from now in Indiana. Hey. I uh, listened to the Encore presentation. Yes. And there, wow, what a year has changed. Mm -hmm. There's no blah, 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 blah. Right. At the oh. end of uh, the Carmi on the Line tune. Yeah. I didn't realize how accustomed I've grown to that or how much I missed it. Yeah. Wow. Love you. Mean it. Bye. A lot of people were incensed. That was There's it? No blah, 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 blah. That was the thing they could people latched on to. still hung up on blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so trust me, I will do it forever. I, sh I will always blah, 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 blah. Well, it would have been interesting had you done one from two years ago. 
Yeah, that's true. How much the show has changed from that point on. That, w- that would have been good, too. That yeah. would have been interesting to hear. Yeah. A little late for that suggestion. Sorry. But uh, I appreciate your thinking is in the right direction. Your timing's <laughs> off, but uh, I like the way you think. Timing's always off. Yeah. Uh, okay, speaking of the show, a lot of people, and speaking of the Garmin, and people reaching out, a lot of people, for some reason or another, are really not digging ball talk really? on the show. See, I got the opposite feeling. I that's what I thought, and I felt the majority of the people were were taking all the testicle talk in the spirit with which it was meant. <laughs> which isn't this fun and goofy just to talk about right. this a little bit? I'm getting suddenly so much heat about ball. Really? Talk. Yes. Uh, one Shocked. tweet recently, uh, yesterday I was reading saying, well, the Ralph report has jumped the shark because they're talking about all this testicle talk. It's, it's all over. It's like, first of all, this show can get a lot worse than that. Oh yeah. So trust me, oh, we yeah. haven't begun to jump the shark yet. <laughs> we're not even in the ocean. Nope. We're still on the shore. So there will be shark jumping, but we're a ways away from that. <laughs> one guy wrote and said, I may have to unsubscribe and take some time off from the because I don't want to listen to balls every morning on my drive into work. It's too much ball talk. Oh, I'm sorry. First of all, we did like one ball thing. One ball thing. With the soy sauce. And we talked about it because everyone was talking about it. And then we brought in the testacuzzi, <laughs> which I admit is ball-centric. But it, it'll be it's the not, grand finale. It's not shark jumping by any stretch. It'll be the grand finale and of balls. The only reason the ball dipping in soy sauce thing happened was because it was a trend on TikTok. Right. And the whole country was doing it. Exactly. So it's not where I don't think we're overdoing the balls. Maybe no. the past couple shows. But it's because it's a brand new subject. We're not going to focus on ball balls all the time. But you base so much of this show off of uh, the people calling in and right. giving us. And when all the when the entire voicemail box is full of ball talk. I react to their reactions. <laughs> so so relax. It'll ah. be that there's plenty of other stuff on the show as well. Yeah. Today is relatively ball free. All right. Except for this section. Except for this particular <laughs> section. But we're giving you your voice. We're letting you voice your displeasure with all the balls. <laughs> So just, it's okay. Relax. No one needs to unsubscribe or complain or talk about jumping the shark. It's all good. We're all good. Wow. Remain calm. I had no idea you were getting this kind of heat. It's crazy. It's crazy. People getting sensed. And by the way, if you're one of those people that I've been talking about, here's one of the reasons we talk so much about balls. I can't afford to leave money on the table, okay? Listen to Carl. Hey, Ralph. Carl from Agora here. All right. I'm going to put my money where your balls are. Blank canvas. Your balls, black paint, make an original, title it the Raven, sign it Ralph Garman, 125 bucks. Right? It's yours. Oh. Make it happen, please. I want the first Ralph Garman original nut paint. All right, have a good one. Bye. Oh, and if Eddie, you do one? Yeah. I'll give you five bucks for it. <laughs> oh, man. I have decent sized balls. It's not, it's not cool. Not cool at all. So Carl's offering me big coin to have the first ball painting. You literally can't afford to say no to that. That's what I'm saying. So those folks who are who are upset about all the ball talk seems to be give the people what they want time. Right. So I'm gonna get some black paint. I would make a I'm gonna try to get something that is uh washable. (laughs) Something apparently uh water soluble, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you want to go acrylic route, might not be the right. Take any turpentine to my boys. (laughs) I have to get clean the day after. So, uh, Carl, if you're serious, you got a deal, son. Uh, That's easy. And if you're one of those people complaining about balls and, oh, it's lowbrow, oh, it's so, it's so, so bad. All right. Well, maybe we can uh, class the joint up a little bit. Rob's got an idea. Hey, Ralph. This is Rob, two-star general from Tacoma, Washington. 
I loved your rendition of The Raven, and I was hoping that somehow we could work in Ralph's classic corner, Mm. classic theater, perhaps, into The Ralph Report. I love that. That sounds great, and it sounds like you have fun doing it, and it's fun to hear you uh, rehearse awesome, timeless literature. Thank you. Thank you, Rob. So if you're one of those ball haters, maybe I'll maybe I'll start yeah. reciting classic poems. Yeah. See how you like that. There's, oh, there's the highbrow. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. The fancy smoke that. Smoke that. See how people jump all over that. Oh, I love it when you read classic literature. Yeah, let's see <laughs> how that gets the crowd all foamy. <laughs> so be careful what you ask for. Yeah. You yeah. want highbrow? I can give you highbrow. Oh, yeah. You won't be happy. You won't like it. But oh, I'll give it to you. I just can't. Of all the things we've talked about on this show, that's the thing that got people turned off. I think some people are afraid because we leaned into it pretty heavy. But I thought that was part of the joke is that we kept talking about our balls. I think some people are afraid maybe it's going to be a long running recurring segment. No, balls. It's like anything with the show. It lasts about four or five right, shows it and then in, it dies it away. Out every, every time there's a new. It's like the weather. The show changes constantly. Yes. We're just having fun. It's OK. <laughs> Uh, Kristen called in. Actually, a bunch of people gave me the heads up about this, and it's very exciting, and I think she has a good idea. Hey, Ralph. It's Kristen, a four-star general from Claremont, California. I was listening to the Office Ladies podcast uh, the other day after I finished yours, of course, and Jenna Fisher was going on and on about how much she loves the Joe Schmo show. She's obsessed with it. So I thought, Maybe you could get her on as a guest. I bet she would sit down and do an interview with you because she's like absolutely obsessed with the show. So was Angela, by the way. And I know you're friends with Kate. So just wanted to throw it out there. Love you. Mean it. Bye. The Office Ladies is another podcast that is done by Jenna Fisher and Angela Kin- Kinsey. Kinsey. Um, who, of course, you know, is Angela from The Office and Pam from The Office. And they do a show where they do a deep dive into their series, The, o- the Office. And apparently a lot of folks gave us the heads up that they were talking about the Joe Schmo show in a recent episode because Lance Crawl, who had done Schmo 1 with me, was a guest star on an episode that they were talking about. So Kristen and many of you have re- recommended that I reach out and see if maybe I can grab one or both of those ladies for a sit down yeah. for the Ralph Report. So we'll see what happens. Anyway, Eddie Pence. Used I know Angela do, from way back. Eddie Pence used to do uh, improv, improv with her. With Angela, yeah. Before he, uh, she left him in her dust. <laughs> like everybody else. That's right. So uh, <laughs> thank you for the idea, Kristen. Uh, I like the way you think, and we absolutely will reach out to them. And they will get lucky. What's the worst that they can say? No. Right. And Alec lastly called in. He's got something for where did it come from? Hey, Ralph. It's Alec of Kansas. Uh, had an interesting where did it come from. Uh, my seven-year-old. I used to ask a lot of questions these days and I had a friend over and the seven year old was like, Hey, what's your middle name? It's like, I don't have a middle name. He's like, why don't you have a middle name? Like, no, it's the country I come from. We don't really, really have middle names. And then it got me thinking, uh, and he was like, he was like, why does he, why do I have a middle name? Why doesn't he have a middle name? And I was like, I don't know. Okay. I think I know where you're going with this. <laughs> I'm thinking, why do we have middle names? There where did we that go. Come from? Why did we start using middle names? You got it anyway, out. Anyway, love you. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Where did that come from? Why do we have middle names? I don't know. Very weird. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah. If only there was some way we could do some research and find hmm. out why. Where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from? We want to know. Where did it come from? Say it ain't so. Where did it come from? I'll fucking know. 
Where did it come from? Why do we have middle names? You would think a first name and a last name would be perfectly acceptable. Yeah. That'd be good enough. You'd think. And it used to be. There are several different uh, derivations for multiple names for people. Originally, it was a uh, sign of status. Hmm. If you had more than two names, you were really somebody. That goes back to ancient Rome. Oh. Like uh, Gaius Julius Caesar, he had three names because he was a big deal. Gotcha. The plebes, the regular folks, the the, the, two -name the, the peasants just had the two names. Right. The bigger, the more your name, the higher you were in a social status. Okay. You see. Um, also, some cultures like Spanish, uh, Spanish and Arabic names, sometimes they will adopt paternal or maternal names in their name to sort of give a, a family tree within their name. So you'd have your last name and your mother's maiden name in your name. There's a lot of Spanish names that are your name, your mother's maiden name, maybe another ancestor's name, sometimes four or five names. Okay, that's crazy. So they use that as almost like a, a family tree that right. they have, uh, they carry around with them in their right. name. But the way the here in the states, the reason we use middle names goes back to the Middle Ages when Europeans were torn between giving their child a name, a regular name, a common family name sometimes, or naming them after a saint. Hmm. So what they would do at baptism is give them a first name of choice, right. and then the middle name would be the name of a saint that they would give them so that they would have a patron saint that would look over them and protect them gotcha. because religion is real. Right. Yeah. Of course. So uh, that carried over during the immigrants when they came to America in the 1700s. They brought that tradition with them. And so we started doing it here in the States as well. Um, you usually get it at baptism. They would give you your middle name at baptism. Oh, okay. So you'd have like, you'd be, what's your middle name? Brian. So Edwin. You would be Edwin Pence until you were baptized, and then your baptismal name would be your middle, the name in the middle that they gave right. you. Now, as that tradition carried on, folks who were, weren't even particularly religious would use that middle name opportunity to put a family name in or right. a secondary name or another name they liked. There's a lot of we reason, uh, reasons people right. jam it. See, I want, my mom wanted to name me Brian, but my dad wanted to name me after him. Yeah. And my, that's how they settled. My father was named Joseph after St. Joseph. That was his baptismal gotcha. name. But then I was named Joseph just to be named right. after him. So it turns out that it, it caught on. It, the non-religious middle names became more and more prevalent. And eventually, by World War I, it became official because the U.S. enlistment form for soldiers who were enlisting to fight in World War I became the first official government document that had a space for your middle name. They hmm. literally asked for it. And from that point on, in the early 1900s, it was a standard in huh. America to have a middle name. Interesting. And now it's weird for people who don't have middle it names. It is kind of weird. Right? And then sometimes you can get a confirmation name if you're Catholic, which is like a fourth name they give you when you're about 13. Right. That's just, now, okay, now we're getting out of control. Too many names. Yeah. But that's where it comes from. Where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from? We want to know. Where did it come from? Say it ain't so. Where did it come from? No fucking middle name. So much information. So much. For as little as 15 cents right? a day. We entertain and we educate. Yeah, and we're not talking about that other thing. And sometimes balls. Yeah, but we're not talking about that. Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? 
go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash the Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. All right, let's take a look in the rearview mirror right now to find out what happened on January 31st. It's the end of January already. Can you believe it? It felt like just the other day I was decorating a Christmas tree. Um, I'm just going down. I can't. I can't anymore with this life. What happened on this day, January 31st in history? Ralph's about to solve another mystery. Like is today the day some dude invented Listerine? Or maybe a tyrant king married his sister queen? Who knows, every day seems to be an anniversary. The Garmy's rubbing Ralph's lamp, so grant our wishes, please. And tell us what went down this day in history. All right, January 31st, in the year 314, mm. St. Sylvester I began his reign as the Catholic Pope. Oh, evil putty tat. Yeah. It's evil, evil He was probably tat. named after Sylvester the Cat from evil the cartoons. Evil putty tat. So funny where your mind went. Mine was, yo, I'm the Pope, you know, oh, so no. I'm like, you know, like, give you like. Hail Mary's, you know, like our fathers, I can like get rid of your sin, you know, if you get like confession. I went suffering the suck. Yeah, really. I think I saw a putty dead. (laughs) 1675 on this day, Cornelia and Dina Allfarts were found not guilty. (laughs) Allfarts. You heard me. (laughs) Were found not guilty of witchcraft at the Salem witch trials. I'm happy for them. They were found not guilty. Is that because they drowned, right? Not a lot of girls oh. were found not guilty during those trials, <laughs> right. to the best of my knowledge. But the all-fart girls the were, all-farts. were absolutely let off the hook. <laughs> Maybe that's why they thought they were witches, because every time they walked by, it was like the smell of sulfur. <laughs> they they probably couldn't get through the trial for laughing. <laughs> Do you, Cornelia and Dina, all-fart? <laughs> Get out of here, you! Get out of here, you two! Oh, you're too funny! I can't possibly burn you at the stake. That was their witchcraft. Yes, their last name. In 1747, the very first venereal disease clinic opened up at London's Lock Hospital in London. I bet that's awesome. Can you imagine stuff stuff that was going on in people's nether regions in the 1700s in London? Untreated, uncleaned, festering prostitutes everywhere. Just whatever you want. Whoa. Just they take off their knickers and it's just oh. there's, there's oh. smoke coming off it. Oh. <laughs> it's like a fog and maybe you know, like a critter runs in the distance, it's like, like ro- skitters a roast beef sandwich. When the light, when the <laughs> light hits, when the light hits her, it like hides or something. Oh, Things are stop. falling around, and yeah, oh. it's a bad time for sex. I'm guessing. Oh my god! Yeah. In 1871, inexplicably, on this day. Millions of birds flew over western San Francisco, darkening the sky and blotting out the sun. Oh, I bet people freaked out. I would have. I'd do it now. (laughs) If it happened today, outside this window, I'd probably just take my own life. I'd shit myself and kill myself in that order. Why'd Ralph do that? Because the sun was blotted out by birds. (laughs) It's the end times. That's why. Because the four horsemen of the apocalypse are riding down the street. My God. That would have been terrifying. <laughs> On this day in 1876, the United States ordered all Native Americans to move onto reservations. Oh, it's oh, adorable. Land of the free. Come this way. We've got a table for you. Land of the free when you're white. Reservations? Reservations? Yes, <laughs> right over here. Have your, have your table ready. It's this plot of land in Oklahoma. Uh, the Coca-Cola trademark was recorded on this day in 1893. Mm. It's been around for a long time. 
Consequently, on this day in 1980, speaking of Coke, due to high sugar prices, Coca-Cola began using high fructose corn syrup in their soda instead of sugar. I uh, made it even healthier. Yes. <laughs> Contributing to the obesity of America since 1893. That's what they should put right there on their side. Just to save a penny. Mm-hmm. In 1906, the strongest recorded earthquake in history at that time was recorded in Colombia, 8.6 on the Richter Ooh. scale. That held the record until 1960 in uh, Chile when they got one of 9.4. Oh, my God. That's just, that's you're just dead. It just man, levels right? everything at that point. Yeah, and the, well, there was a tsunami, too, that came oh, out. Oh, that's the nightmare. It's, you got that's it. the nightmare. You got it all right there. On this day in 1928, Scotch tape was first marketed by the 3M company. Hmm. Scotch tape. First time we had transparent adhesive tape. Really? Yes. 1928. I love Scotch tape. I do, too. Originally, it was created by an engineer named Richard Drew, who worked for the company. In 1923, he was trying – 3M, at that point, sold only sandpaper. That was their business. Really? They were in the sandpaper business. <laughs> so Richard Drew is trying to sell them sandpaper called Wetto Dry, meaning you could use it either wet or dry. Great name. And he went to a local auto painter shop. So guys are painting cars. Yeah. And he realized they couldn't – get a straight line when they were doing two-tone paint jobs on cars. So he said, if I came up with a tape that was adhesive on one side and with a straight edge, you could tape that off and then paint over it and then pull the tape off. Right. So first he invented masking tape. Right. And then he went on and he got into the tape business and came <laughs> up with adhesive tape. Wow. Yeah. Wetto tape. Wetto dry tape. Wetto dry. Wetto dry sandpaper. Yeah. No, but we could use some tape so we can do this goddamn should, paint job. Should have named NFL mascots. Yes. <laughs> Good old Wetto Drive the dog. <laughs> Another invention. On this day in 1933, the Dracket Chemical Company of Cincinnati, Ohio, came up with their trademark for their revolutionary new window cleaner. Mm. Windex, they called it. Windex? Really? Yeah, Windex was created. Familiar with day. that. In 1936, the very first time this particular radio show was ever heard, it was on WXYZ Radio in Detroit, Michigan. It was called the Green Hornet. He hunts the biggest of all game, public enemies that even the G-men cannot reach. The Green Hornet. Even the G-men cannot reach him. <laughs> Why you're listening to the Green Hornet? Why not have an Eskimo pie? <laughs> Old-timey announcers are the best. In 1949, the very first daytime soap opera on television debuted on NBC in Chicago. It was called These Are My Children. Really? Was the name of it. It was only on for 15 minutes a day, five days a week at 5 p.m. You could tune in from 5 to 5.15. Did that transform into All My Children? Uh, yes, actually, it oh, did. Oh, it did? Yes. Wow, that's interesting. There was a lot of children-based yeah. um, uh, soap operas right. that came after that, but it was very popular. Huh. Yeah. On this day, 1961, Ham the Chimp was the very first primate in space. Did, Went he, make up a, did he make it back? He did. Okay, good. There you know you what? Go. You know how you know that he made it back? Because they didn't name him until he landed. <laughs> oh, okay. Because, honest and to God. And we read about it. Honest to God, they were afraid that if the chimp died in space. Oh, don't give it a name. People would be really pissed if they had fallen in love with Ham and the no, chimp. No, yeah, you can't name it He before. was number 65 when he went in. Oh, my God. Yes. 64 died. He was chimp number six. No, they had a, oh. they had a big room full of chimps. <laughs> and they oh, I thought that was number 65. 
No. <laughs> 64 chimp corpses floating around in space. Is that what you thought? That's what I thought. No, they got a <laughs> bunch still of, up there. They got a bunch of chimps and they gave him a bunch of tests <laughs> to kind of whittle down who would be the best subject oh, okay. to shoot up there. So he was known as number 65 okay, at that point. That makes me feel better. And then he landed <laughs> safely and was still alive. And they're like, oh, isn't he adorable? Meet Ham, everybody. Oh, that makes me feel much better. I yeah. really thought there were 64 dead. No. It chimps up and no. I think uh I think the dog, a couple dogs died. I'm sure. But the first chimp apparently came back. Really? Okay. Yeah. That we know of. Well, I'm sure they might have done some stuff we didn't know about. All right, conspiracy stuff. I'm just saying they probably shot some dogs and chimps up there we didn't know about. I think the chimps were Especially the Ruskies. No. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I thought you were talking about the American space I'm just saying the space in general, space exploration in general. Yeah. It's, uh, you couldn't get away with that today. You couldn't say, I'm going to take a chimp and I'm just going to strap a rocket to his ass and fire him into space. (laughs) People would not put up with that. This one's number 40. Whether he had a number or a name. Peter would be on your oh, ass. Yeah. yeah, they would. In a heartbeat. On Gotta this day it. in 1961, speaking of football, the voters of Houston, Texas, approved a bond measure that would finance a luxury domed stadium. Mm. It was science fiction. They're going to put a stadium out there in the world, but it's going to have a giant ceiling on it. It's crazy. Nuts. And that, of course, became the Astro Dome. I hate it. The House of Pain. House of Pain? I hated that stadium. Why? Because remember the Oilers? There was a time there where the Oilers were like, when your team went in there, they would get pounded oh, yeah. t- by the take Oilers. Your life in your hands. It was terrible. Yeah. Uh, the first McDonald's in the Soviet Union opened on this day in 1990. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. People over there can't get toilet paper or, can, or bread. Give them cheap food, though. But we can sell them uh, McDonald's. Boy, capitalism's just. Capitalism and communism. It is uh, relentless. Oh, it's ever reaching. The pursuit of the almighty dollar. Crazy. And on this day in 1999, pretty big day in my life, Fox first aired a television program that would loom large in my legend. It seems today that all you see is violence in movies and sex on TV. But where are those good old-fashioned values on which we used to rely? And cry. He's a family guy. And then Fox canceled it. Yes. Yes. And then they said, let's bring that back again. And then you know what happened is because they canceled it and uh, it went to Adult Swim. They were showing the reruns on Adult yeah. Swim and the numbers were huge and the DVD sales were off those charts. And they're like, oh, we fucked up. Yep. So they brought Seth back. and uh, When did you start working on Family Guy? I, brought, I started the first year they came back, so 2004. 2000? 2004. Okay. They were on from 1999 to 2003. Yeah. They were canceled. They brought them back, went into production on the fourth season in 2004, and then we were on the air in 2005. Okay. So I've been with them since uh, 2005. So wow. What's that, 14 15, years? 15, 15 years. Jeez, man. 15 years. Good for you. Craziness. All right, and lastly, you know what I do is I like to take a, a day in history that has a food connected to it, and we run it past Eddie Pence to see whether he'd eat something or not. Had you have you rejected anything this week? What I think if I we did. hadn't taken yesterday off, would it be? A perfect I, reject, week? I think I rejected something. I, I feel remember. like I did. That day off just, just wiped my mind clean. <laughs> uh, well, let's find out whether you eat this or not on this day. In 2014, oh, by the way, if you, if, you, if you haven't heard the show before, here's how we find out whether Eddie Pence eats something <laughs> or not. We pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. If three of the items come up in succession on the reels, there's a big payout. That means Eddie Pence eats 
course, uh, if it doesn't match, then he's just him being him. Mm. All right. mm -hmm. And we do this, of course, so you can gamble at home. Yes, of course. Wanna, wanna we promote lay, gambling here. Lay some world. money down uh, whether he would eat it or not. We encourage it. On this day in history, on 2014, the year 2014, recent history. Yeah, very close. The world's oldest flamingo. That's so funny. I don't eat flamingo. You're you're, you're crying about a monkey, but <laughs> dying flamingo, you think is Pretty funny kind of somehow. 83-year-old so flamingo. That's too old for a bird. An 83-year-old flamingo named Greater died at the Adelaide Zoo in Australia. Flamingos. I love flamingos. Do you, you ever go to the LA Zoo? Yeah. It's the, worst, the, it's the worst smelling part of the zoo. Look. Because that brine shrimp they stuff they have to They're eat animals. smells so bad. They're animals. They're going to smell. What oh. do you want? You want everybody to be dis disinfected? Everyone I would. Just I would like. I would. Yes, if you could make it a more pleasant experience. They're yes. wild animals, Eddie. But nothing smells smell. worse than flamingos. Oh boy, flamingos! Of course, uh, you know the flamingos. Those beautiful pink plumed birds that you see at the beginning of the Miami Vice TV show. Oh, yeah. Flamingos, and as you mentioned, Eddie, they are. Uh, they are pink, and the reason they are pink is because they eat those shrimp. The brine shrimp. Yes. yes. It turns out that carotenoids is the pigment that makes flamingos have pink feathers. They eat the shrimp, and the shrimp have these carotenoids in them, and that color is transferred from the fat in the shrimp into the bloodstream of the flamingo, and then it goes to their plumage. And this happens a lot. Um, salmon, for example, has a similar diet. That's why the meat of a salmon yeah. is pink. Lobster, crabs, a lot of things you find in the ocean yeah. are uh, pink because of that. But uh, carotenoids are found in... All kinds of plants and algae, and not only do they turn things pink, but they're also the reason we have yellow things and orange things and red things. You wouldn't have pumpkins or corn or tomatoes without carotenoids. Fuck pumpkin. No, indeed. <laughs> uh, speaking of orange things, the, the place you can find them the most, however, it's probably buried right there in the name, the hint, carotenoids. Carotenoids? What, do you th what plant do you think carries the most carotenoids? Carotenoids? I, I don't know. Carrots? Carotenoids. Carrots. Ah. They have the oh, most yeah. carotenoids. Because they're orange. Because they're orange. And gotcha. if you eat enough carrots, by the way, your skin can take on an orange hue. My college roommate would eat carrots constantly, and the bottoms, the soles of his hands, or the palms of his hands and the soles of his feet turned a light shade of orange. Yes, it happens. Yes. Because there's so many in there. Uh, carrots, of course, are also a great source of alpha and beta carotene, vitamin K, vitamin B6. Interestingly enough, carrots are better for us. They're one of the few foods that we eat that releases more vitamins after they've been cooked than they do when you eat them raw. Oh, interesting. Usually so, the other way around. Yeah, usually you kill everything that's good when you cook yeah. something. Anyway, uh, carrots. You know, they used to say carrots make your eyesight better. Not true. That is a complete myth that was created by the British government in World War II to mislead the Nazis about how good their soldiers were. What? Yes. They said, our troops eat a lot of carrots, and their their eyesight is excellent, and their night vision is excellent because we feed just them. Just to freak them out. Just to make them concerned about their military capabilities. That would cut. Wow. It's a different kind of warfare. That's back war in the propaganda. 40s. Yes. Carrot. Oh, my God. It was. That's, that's a, interesting. The whole vision being improved thing is a myth. That's war propaganda. So we know the uh, British soldiers ate carrots in World War II. However, will Eddie Pence eat carrots? I don't know about this one. I, it's a complete coin flip for me. Sometimes he surprises us by eating something healthy. Usually it's a steady diet of hot dogs and pizza and whatever things children eat chocolate Ch chicken tenders Ooh, chicken chicken fingers are good let's find out let's pull that handle one carrot two carrots three carrots and a bunch of eating carrots 
Come on. What? Here's good. You're not a big vegetable guy. You reject peas. You reject tomatoes. Yes. You rejected so many vegetables we've talked about on the show. Yes. Why do carrots Isn't a tomato a fruit? Win? Tomato's what? a fruit, though, right? Oh, my God. You know what I'm talking okay. about. <laughs> Why do carrots win where so many have I don't know, they're fallen, kinda, they're crunchy. They don't fallen taste by bad. the wayside? They're kind of crunchy. Do you like them? Uh, you ever get them uh, sauteed or boy would get them a little soft, get a little mushy? I, don't, I like a steamed sliced. carrot. Yeah. I like yeah. sliced and soft. Sliced is not bad. Nom, 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 that's nom. pretty good. I like, I like carrots are good. All right. Great. You Look, I'm eat, happy you're eating yeah. something that's no. good for you. It's hard to eat a lot of them. Knew there had to be some but it, downside. You have, like, if you have like a whole, a problem. yeah, but like a whole bowl of raw carrots, it's like it takes forever. No, it's that's too, it's a chore to get through. Tough carrots. on the jaw. Yes, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But but in general, yeah. carrots are a win I for like you. Them. Son of a bitch! <laughs> what a way to head into the weekend. <laughs> that is this day in history. I pity the fool who ain't been schooled by Ralph recently. He's dropping college-level knowledge with such accuracy. It got my head spinning faster than a drunk Eddie. And I'm rocking the back and track with a rap like a bad celebrity. I hope Cooperman loves my beats, because that rhymes with LMB. And that's a rap for the Ralph Report today in history. 15 cents a day, y'all. All right, it's time to take a look now at the entertainment news in a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. Ah, this is sad news. This guy was largely responsible for some of my favorite television I ever watched as a kid. Yeah. His name is Fred Silverman. You may not know the name, but you sure know his work. He was a former CBS television executive who also went on to become the president of NBC and then the president of ABC. Oh, wow. He was a powerhouse at all three major networks in the 70s and 80s. That's crazy. Here's some of the shows he was responsible for, okay? While he was at CBS... He came up with shows including The Mary Tyler Moore Show. He was responsible for developing that. A little show called MASH. Really? The Waltons, Good Times, The Sonny and Cher Comedy Hour, Kojak Cannon, The Jeffersons, and even Scooby-Doo Where Are You when he was in charge of daytime programming for CBS. A lot of breakthrough programming there, too. Huge. This guy really got it. He was one of those executives who understood artists and what they were trying to do and would support guys. He was a big champion of Norman Lear over there at yeah. the network and he really made a lot of those shows possible. He was so successful, he was being courted by the other networks, as you can imagine. So he went over to ABC and there he developed The Love Boat. Wow. Laverne and Shirley, Donnie and Marie, Three's Company, Eight is Enough, The Bionic Woman, and Good Morning America. Then he went over to NBC and gave us Hill Street Blues, Pretty much invented the miniseries with Shogun, which was a big yeah, deal at the I remember time. That. And then he gave a uh, an unknown comedian named David Letterman his first hosting job, putting him on during the day as a talk show host, and then moving him to uh, nighttime as well. I mean, he pretty much shaped seventies and eighties television. That's what I'm saying. Which, Remarkable career, which was the basis of most of our our right. childhoods. So he passed away at the wow. age of uh, eighty two this week, and uh, super down. Speaking of super talented, Pee Wee Herman. I don't know if you know right now or not. He's doing a 25-city road show celebrating the 35th anniversary of Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I Man, can't it's believe been that long. It's been that long. That was, of course, the film that put Tim Burton on the map as well as Pee Wee. You can see him at theaters around the country, and he's also developing more Pee Wee stuff. He did an interview this week where he talks about some of the Pee Wee work he has planned i'm a big fan i'll see i never saw the one on netflix the new one he did oh, a couple years ago was it good peewee's big holiday or whatever yeah. it is oh it's awesome oh, oh you'll love it i gotta it. watch that i haven't seen it oh it's awesome 
Uh, he is working on a Pee Wee podcast. Really? I would listen to a <laughs> podcast hosted by Pee Wee. Ah, welcome to the Pee Wee Report. <laughs> For as little as 15 cents a day, I will educate you. <laughs> Maybe I should do the show like you that. You should. Take, just take up the space. He's doing an animated series called Puppet Land based on the puppets from his old TV show. Really? Those jazz puppets yeah. that he used to talk to. And he's also developed a uh, another screenplay for another upcoming Pee Wee Herman movie. This one, he says, is going to be a dark comedy, however. Dark Pee Wee? Yes, it's called The Pee Wee Herman Story. And it talks about a Pee Wee that has gone off the rails and has to be sent to a mental hospital for shock treatment for his alcoholism. Oh, my God. I need to see that yes. movie. Please. Yes. So. Wow. Good stuff in the works. Also in the works, thank God for this, Amasia Entertainment has announced they just landed the movie rights to one of my favorite characters, which has been pretty shit on recently, The Green Hornet. We just talked about The Green Hornet yeah. premiering on this day on radio many years ago, and now they're going to make a feature film version of The Green Hornet some nine years after Seth Rogen just put his oh, stink all over God, it. that was bad. That was an awful film. Mm. And such a great character. There's so much potential there. Yeah. And they, uh, they fucked it up. So they just got the rights from the Trendle estate. That's the guy who created the Green Hornet. Created the Lone Ranger as yeah. well, by the way, George Trendle. So, um, yeah, they're going to be developing a new Green Hornet project uh, at one of the major studios. But they just announced they got the rights. So that's good news. Well, that's good. Speaking of shows that are being developed, Cecily Strong from SNL is going to be starring... In a musical comedy on the Apple TV network. Boy, Apple's throwing a ton of money at people. Yeah. They're trying to start a network. Yeah. Why? This is being, uh, it's a streaming service, but yeah. still. Uh, Lauren Michaels is going to be producing. Of course, they work together on SNL. It's going to be a musical comedy about a couple who is backpacking who accidentally gets stuck in a town where everyone acts as if they're in a studio musical from the 1940s. And you can't leave that town until you find true love. Hmm. The name of the town is called Schmigadoon. Hmm. Based, of course, on Brigadoon, the old right. musical. But um, It's very high concept. It is very high concept, but she's great. I love yeah. her so much. And there's something about comedy and music that's sort of making a comeback. I mean... Uh, My Crazy Ex-Girlfriend right, had exactly. that. And yeah. then there's another one they just had this year about some girl who sees everything as a musical yes. or something like that. I don't think that did very well no. in the ratings. But yeah, there's but, something there. Yeah. And Jessica Simpson, oh, this poor kid, she's got a new book out called Open Book where she talks about, it's her memoir where she talks about her life and she reveals that she was abused when she was young, mm. which is awful. She had a rough relationship with John Mayer and she admits that she had been struggling with addiction issues, pills, but mostly alcohol. And she said in an interview recently, she goes, she was drunk a lot. She said she even did TV show appearances like 2017's Ellen DeGeneres show when she had been drinking. Really? To which everyone said, no shit. <laughs> Anytime she was on television in the past three years, she was hammered. She's acting like she is revealing some secret. We all knew, Jessica. Here's a little Jessica Simpson from the Ellen show mm. in 2017. Hey, Jessica. Very exciting. Uh, it's very exciting to I'm have I'm not pregnant on your show. Are you sure you're not pregnant? I heard <laughs> yes. that you were pregnant. I am Oh, gosh. No. You're not We pregnant. got an IUD. It's not, nothing is going to get in that uterus. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> I'm not touching that. Um. Wow. Right. I can't believe the producers let her on air. Oh, my gosh. She actually said, oh, my, oh my gosh. gosh. I can't believe they let her on air. Nothing's going to get in the midnight uterus. 
<laughs> you may not know, but I was drunk on the Ellen show. Yeah, 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 we know. We're good. We're good, thanks. Let's take a look at today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on this day, January 31st. Marcus Mumford of Mumford & Sons. None of those other guys are his sons, by the way. It's very confusing. But you know their music. But it was not your fault but mine. And it was your heart on the line. I really fucked it up this time. Deny my dear. Deny my dear. A lot of banjos. Yep. He's 33 years old today. Actress Stuart Margolin, who played Angel on The Rockford Files, 80 years old today. Actress Jessica Walter from Arrested Development is 79. Singer Johnny Lydon, probably better known as Johnny Rotten from the Sex Pistols. He turned 64 years old today. God save the queen. She ain't no human being. Jonathan Banks from Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad is 73 years old. Actor Anthony LaPaglia, or is it LaPaglia? I don't, I don't know. know. Without a Trace, Murder One, you know. Him. Yeah. 61 years old today. Bassist Al Jaworski of Jesus Jones is 54 today. Right here, right now. Actress Kelly Lynch is 61. I always think of her as Patrick Swayze's love interest in Roadhouse. Oh, yeah. She was the doctor who stitches yes, him yes, up. Yes, You sure you don't want some painkiller? It's a hot love scene. Pain don't hurt. <laughs> he said. Pain don't hurt. Inexplicably. Because by what, definition, pain hurts. That's what pain is that's called. That's exactly right. Actress <laughs> Minnie Driver is 50 years old today. Portia de Rossi is 47. Justin Timberlake turns 39 today. Bobby Moynihan, speaking of Saturday Night Live, is 43 today. Bobby's been on the show, such a nice guy. Actress Kerry Washington is 43 as well. And singer Harry Wayne Casey celebrates his 69th birthday. Harry Wayne Casey, probably better known by his stage name. He took his last name, turned it into initials, became KC, and then he got his sunshine band, bitches. I wanna put on my, 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 my There was a time when people used the word boogie and it wasn't ironic. Yes. They actually meant it. Yes. Hey, let's boogie. Yep. Want a boogie? That was a thing. And I'm no one put on my boogie shoes. Laugh at them. I feel like going out tonight and having a couple drinks and boogieing. Let's boogie. <laughs> Maybe we should bring back boogie. Should we? I think so. Really? Yes. Okay. That's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. But we're not done with entertainment news just yet. Oh, no. We still need a visit from our pal. Across the sea, of course, he's not across the sea right now. He's in Chicago. He is our UK correspondent, Mr. Steve Ashton. Oh, Ralph, you're the man who makes Roger Federer look like Roger Ailes. <laughs> oh, boy, that's a big difference. I know, right? Especially Roger Federer's big right arm. Sheeran's in the news. What's up with your boy? 
Now, I know you're a huge fan of England cricketer and all-rounder Ben Stokes, aren't you? Can't get enough of him. Now, we had to apologise last week for lashing out at a fan during the fourth and final test match against South Africa, but claims he was a victim of repeated abuse. This is hilarious, this story. Stokes appeared enraged by the nature of the comments that were hurled at him, which are understood to have included many expletives, as well as referencing him looking like Ed Sheeran. <laughs> because he's got because he's got red hair. So imagine that. Being compared to Ed Sheeran got this guy so mad that he went on an expletive-ridden tirade at the crowd, which was picked up by the microphones at the ground. Ben Stokes is my new hero. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, fancy a bit of Bond news to round out the week? You know I do. I'm going to have to find something else to talk about on Fridays when the movie comes out, aren't I? Now, speculation has turned to the potential running time of No Time to Die. Uh, this week, Anton Volk of Trailer Track, which I imagine some is some fucking movie website, found that the Latvian distributor had revised their listing and was quoting the film running at, get this, Ralph, two hours and 54 minutes. No. Nearly three fucking hours. That is a long-ass James Bond film, if you ask me. I mean, what is it these days with directors going three hours? It's like a big fucking dick-swinging contest. <laughs> Although, to be fair, it costs like 300 fucking pounds to go and watch a film these days after you get all the accoutrements. So I suppose you'll be getting your money's worth. Yes. Now, all this will become clear, the uh, the length of the film and everything, when advanced ticket sales start. It's now been confirmed that No Time to Die will have its world premiere at the Royal Albert Hall in London on March the 31st. That's a strange venue for a movie, isn't it? The home of one of Hitler's testicles, if the song <laughs> if the song is to be believed. <laughs> Do you know that song? I'm not familiar, no. So it was sung, sung by, um, um, by soldiers in the war to basically taunt Hitler, and it goes like this. It's t sung to the tune of Colonel Bogey. It goes, Hitler has only got one ball, the other is in the Albert Hall, his mother... The dirty bugger cuts off the other when he was only small. <laughs> There's many more verses to that. Anyway, look, I've got to go now, Ralph. I'm flying back home after being in Chicago for two weeks, so I'm, I'm, I'll be able to thaw my balls out. <laughs> well, they'll be happy to have you, I'm sure. It's it's freezing. But what I'm doing in, pre in preparation, in, in climatizing them, is I've been, been inspired by you and Eddie, Eddie from this from this Monday show. Yeah. I'm going to be bathing them in sauce. <laughs> Just let me, hang on a minute, let me plop them out. There you go. Oh, my God, it's Sriracha. It's Sriracha. I better go. <laughs> go rinse off. Thanks, buddy. Ow. And on Fridays, we like to take a look at all the new movies in theaters this weekend to help you decide what to go see in a segment called The Movie Beat. Roll them. Action. Not a lot of new movies coming out this week. Yeah. You got Super Bowl, which scares off a lot of well, distributors. This time of year's bad anyway. And you get the pre-Oscar doldrums yeah. where nobody's putting anything out. Yep. So uh, there's two. And they, they look sort of interesting. If you like horror movies and you like fairy tales, then this might be something you want to go check out. It's called Gretel and Hansel, based, of course, on the old Hansel and Gretel right. fairy tale. The grim but, fairy tale, right? But now we live in a new world, so Gretel gets top billing, yeah. as she should. Get her turn. Uh, she plays a young girl, as you can imagine, who's got a younger brother, and they head into the woods, and they meet a woman who is less than friendly mm -hmm. in the sense that she's going to devour them yes she's an evil cannibal this isn't uh a a, a kid friendly no. telling of this story it's terrifying and horrible and looks awful <laughs> in a good way i mean if you like horror films you probably like it but this but. not for me here's a little bit of gretel and hansel what did you do with him 
All that is left is to make him. Hansel gets eaten. He does. Oh, God. Delicious. She eats a lot of kids in this. And there's one point where she takes, there's like a hair in her mouth, and she pulls it out, and it's like a little girl's ponytail. It just keeps coming out of her mouth like she's one of those clowns with the the ribbons that just keep coming out. It's like a long ponytail of child hair. No. Yes. No, thank you. Mm -hmm. I'm good. And uh, the second film opening this weekend is called The Rhythm Section. This is a thriller based on a best-selling novel by the same name. It was the first book in something called the Stephanie Patrick Thrillers about a woman who is a vigilante who takes on bad dudes and mm-hmm. kicks their ass. In the, in the opening book, her family has been killed in a plane crash, which she finds out was orchestrated by terrorists, and she trains and then goes after them one by one to get revenge. That sounds like a badass movie. It, it, it looks really good. I don't know if anyone's going to go see it or not. Blake Lively stars as Stephanie Patrick, the uh, lead in it. She is trained by Jude Law in this film. Sterling K. Brown is also on hand. It's being produced by Barbara Broccoli and Michael G. Wilson. Those are the two who produce all the Bond movies. Okay. So they know a little something about spy thrillers. Yeah. This looks really good to me. And it's huh. the first I heard about it was this weekend. Here it is, the rhythm section. you got to get your rhythm section under control. Think of your heart as the drums. Your breathing as the bass. <laughs> That's the easy part. What's the hard part? Living with it. Jude Law is the uh, assassin who trains her. Yeah. And then she goes undercover in different disguises and stuff and hunts these terrorists down one by one. Wow. Well, she has to fight Jude Law at the end. Oh. Like Captain Marvel. Wouldn't that be? Oh, right. right? Yeah. That's what Brie Larson had to <laughs> yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. I forgot he was a bad guy. In <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> Sorry. That's it for the movies coming out this weekend. And that's the movie beat. And before we say goodbye, it is Super Bowl weekend, so it would be a huge mistake if we didn't take advantage of our relationship with my pal Jay Busby from Yahoo Sports and talk a little football. Since it's the last chance, we're going to have to is do he, it for a while. Is he down in Orlando? Uh, yes. Yeah, oh, he's nice. covering the Super nice. Bowl. And so I got a hold of him on the phone, and we talked a little bit about the big matchup between San Francisco and Kansas City. It's time for What's the Buzz? What's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. What's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. Well, it's the best and worst of times when it comes to football. The best because we got the big game this weekend. The worst because it means not only the end of the season, but the end of our time that we usually spend with my pal Jay Busby. Buzz, how you doing, man? We're not going to talk about the XFL season that starts next week. We may. No, I'm heartbroken. We may have to look for another <laughs> another subject if we want to talk again. Well, it all comes down to this Sunday. I am no pro. That's what you do. That's why we talk to you. Yes. But here's my take on the big game. I'm the big game. Like, I'm worried the Super Bowl is going to sue me. They're coming after you. Yeah. Um, I, I, here's how I see it. I see it Mahomes versus the Niners D. Am I wrong? That's exactly it. I mean, it's, it's, it's who can come up bigger in those two, those two clash of heavyweights. Jimmy Garoppolo uh, over on the San Francisco side just does not have the the it factor doesn't have the level of talent that Mahomes has the Kansas City defense is not really in league with San Francisco so yeah you you hit the two big mountaintops here now what's your take uh, on Sunday I'm thinking it's going to be a pretty good game because I think those two elements are are 
are well matched against each other, you know? I think it's great. Yeah, Mahomes, what his ability to do is to pick apart any defense. And what San Francisco's defense is able to do is disguise itself so that the quarterback doesn't know what's coming at them and what's coming at them from any direction. So this is really strength on strength. And from that standpoint, it's going to be tremendous fun to watch. I mean, we the, the cliche of chess match is overused, but that literally is what this is going to be. Move, then counter, move, then counter, counter, move. I got to say, as a longtime uh, fan of Andy Reid's, because, of course, he was the Eagles coach for many successful seasons there in Philly, I'm kind of pulling for the guy because I would love to see him finally get his ring. He deserves it in a sense. I mean, no one really deserves anything. But yeah, <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you put in that kind of time, he's got an amazing coaching tree. He's really given back so much to the game. He's had so many bad breaks. Granted, many of them self-inflicted. But he's almost universally beloved. Yeah, I can't think of anybody that would be pissed off if Andy Reid won a Super Bowl. Now, we know when it comes to the quarterback matchup, obviously Mahomes has the edge there over Garoppolo, although Garoppolo is certainly a very talented uh, quarterback. But you think the running game is going to play a factor in this at all? I mean, Andy Reid loves to throw the ball. Um, will, it, will it come down maybe to who can actually grind it out? Is that possible? I think that certainly on the San Francisco side, they've got a three-headed monster that can hit you from any direction in terms of the run. And Kyle Shanahan, coach of San Francisco, is a master at being able to disguise what he's trying to do. So he will set up a pass by using the run, vice versa. Garoppolo isn't quite as sharp as Mahomes is, but San Francisco's running attack can just either beat you over the head or just run around you. So Kansas City's defense is going to have a lot to uh, put up with. Now, since you're the big-time professional sports journalist, yeah. what uh, what are we not talking about? What's the story from the big game this weekend that maybe isn't so obvious? I mean, you're I picked up the obvious to? points. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think the question really is what's going to happen – if San Francisco gets down big and Jimmy Garoppolo has to start throwing mm. because you can't obviously run the ball uh, if you're if you're down two touchdowns. You've got to go and, and pass and start kidding back in the game. How well can Garoppolo do? He didn't pass the ball hardly at all in the NFC Championship. He's He's been – he's not a game manager in the sense that he just basically takes care of the ball and tries not to screw up too badly. But he's also not a Mahomes where he can absolutely take control of the game. What if we get into a situation where it's – Four, they're, they're down four points and they've got to go the, the length of the field in 90 seconds. Can Jimmy Garoppolo do that? I don't know. But this is the kind of thing where, as they say, legends are made. So if he rises to the occasion, I mean, he'll be able he'll be an immortal. But I, I'm just not sure he's got that ability in him. But we'll find out. You know, the spotlight of the Super Bowl, you know, for those who talk about the first time they play in one and sometimes for many of them, the only time. The pressure and the level of intensity around that game is a completely different animal than what they're used to, even in the playoffs. Is Mahomes, you think there's any danger that maybe he wilts under the, the glare of that spotlight? I think what happened with the Chiefs last year, losing to the Patriots in overtime, and then uh, this year getting down to the Texans by 24 points and coming back, I think that helped them tremendously in believing in themselves. And Mahomes was was very much the leader of the rally there this year where he brought them back from three possessions down. But you're right. The question is, what happens when he's got the ball? What happens? How is he able to go and shut that out and make this just another game and not the biggest game of his life? 
I tend to believe he can. He's come this far, but yeah, you never quite know until it's it's uh, that moment. And as you can probably tell, Donovan McNabb had that uh, problem in his own Super Bowl. Yeah, although now uh, Terrell Owens is saying he was drunk, and that's why he, <laughs> he was throwing yeah. up in the, in the big game. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I hate to put you on the spot, but uh, give me a prediction. What do you? How do you think the thing plays out? Uh, Chiefs 24, 49ers 21. I think it's going to be a fun game, but I think it's going to be uh, the Chiefs are going to hold on, are going to keep control most of the game. Look, a, a close good game is the best the rest of us can hope for. Those of us who don't have a team in the Super Bowl, at least we want to see something good, right? Absolutely. Well, that in the commercials. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Can't wait to see Mr. Peanut's funeral. <laughs> Jesus, what a, what a misfire that was right from the start, wasn't it? <laughs> Buzz, it's been a great season. Again, thank you so much for everything. And it doesn't mean that, that necessarily our conversations are over. I'm sure we will talk about uh, more sports coming up this year. But, you know, I love talking football, and I really appreciate everything you've done for the show. Always, brother. Keep killing it. As always, you can follow Jay on Yahoo Sports. Jay Busby, B-U-S-B-E-E. If you want to check out his writing, very talented guy. Thank you, Jay. For coming by, and thanks to Steve Ashton, and thanks to Eddie Pence, but yeah. most importantly, thanks to you for being here with us. I want you to go off and have an excellent weekend, whatever it is you're going to do. Make sure you do it safely, won't you? Because without you, it's all meaningless. Love you. Mean it. Bye. <laughs>